0: Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is about receiving... Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode, before we dive in actually, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for this podcast. It would really help me a lot. All you do is scroll all the way to the bottom, leave a five-star rating and a review. Just tell me what value you're getting from this podcast um, and yeah, let me know. I would really appreciate it. Anyway, today's topic is on receiving feedback. This is something a lot of men have trouble with, especially because it's such a shoot to the ego, or so it feels that way. It's really not. It's just allowing communication to process in an effective way. And sometimes that could be hard for men especially, because when you're put in the place of being told, you know, like this isn't making me happy or I don't appreciate this or you're not being support, I don't feel supported. It can be like, you know, a shot to your manhood where it's like, fuck, like I feel like I should be doing these things and I'm failing at it. Um, that's the mentality a lot of men seem to have based on who I've spoken with or spoken to around the world. So I just wanted to share, I thought this was a really great topic to share with you guys and, and, analyze a little bit in order to help you understand that criticism and the way you respond to it means everything as to who you are as a man. So when a woman comes to you and she has that difficult conversation that needs to be, she has that thing she needs to tell you and it's hard for you to hear, the most important thing you can do is to stop, listen to her, let her say what she needs to say And realize that you're going to be okay, regardless of what she says. Okay. Like too often we right away go into this. Oh, but like blah, 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 blah. And you did this. And like, I wouldn't have done that if you didn't fuck up. And like, not, not always with those words. Right. But you do get angry. And sometimes those words do come out at very unnecessary times because you're in that defensive mode, because you're trying to protect yourself. And it's a, it's a natural reaction, right? Especially if you have emotional blocks and you have shit from your past that keeps you from, um, communicating effectively, which is what happens in the majority of cases. You know, a lot of times it's just, we've had a past experience that made us feel really shitty or this person, um, you know, made us feel a certain way. So every time we're in a difficult, difficult conversation, we try to prove again and again that we're that we're better than that. And we try to do it before the person even gets all the words out of their mouth. So what am I saying? I'm saying to stop and slow down. Okay. Let her say what she needs to say, especially in these, and I'm saying she, because especially I'm talking about romantic relationships. When a difficult conversation arises, you want your woman to be able to come to you, right? Like if you want her to feel safe coming to you, if you want her to trust you, then you have to be open to her expressing how she feels, expressing her wants, expressing her needs. And guess what? You can't always fulfill those wants and needs 100% of the time. You will not, just as she will not do the same for you, okay? We're humans. We're not perfect. So things happen, things come up. And instead of allowing yourself to be you know, in this place of just fighting back, listen and find a way to solve the problem. Because the problem cannot be solved unless you listen to her first. And a lot of times people who miscommunicate will use words such as you should be doing this or you shouldn't have done that. And words like that or giving orders or stating these facts, when it's when they're not in fact facts, they're based on the person's emotion. Like you shouldn't feel that way. You can't tell her how to feel you know, she's going to feel what she feels. You just have to understand why she's feeling that way because we all feel things for a different reason. Just why you get triggered by certain things emotionally. She gets triggered by certain things emotionally based on your, each of your own individual past. Okay. So we have to look from another perspective. It's really easy to just be in an argument with someone and be like, why the fuck is this bothering you so much? Like what the hell?" Like, why, is he, why are you so sensitive? You know, but when we use that language, it triggers the other person. It makes them feel weak. It makes them feel shame, embarrassed. And why would you want to bring about those feelings in your partner? You know, when she's coming to you with these feelings, with the intention of you listening so that you can solve the problem and be happy again or be content in your relationship again or just understand your relationship better. This is the best way to understand and grow in a relationship. The best way to do it is to have difficult conversations. Because like I said, they're going to happen again and again and again and again. They're going to happen in the beginning, in the middle, and the end. And the better you can solve those issues, and the better you can listen when someone is telling you words you don't necessarily want to hear that make you feel really uncomfortable or maybe feel... You know, embarrassed or less of a man, I want you to ask yourself afterwards why did I feel embarrassed? Why did I feel less of a man? What's my definition of a man? You know, who am I supposed to be? Who do I want to be? Because asking yourself these questions as to why you got triggered with certain things just by her trying to have conversation will help you a lot, help you understand yourself, bring about self-awareness to the point where the next time you have a conversation with her, you won't let those feelings get to you. You won't let them shoot your ego. You won't let them make you feel less of a person, okay, because you're in control of them. I always say like the more aware we are of ourselves and our emotions and how we you know, express ourselves to another person, the more aware we are of those things, the less power they have over us, the more power we have over those things, okay? So it's really a a sense of control and a sense of power that comes from you understanding yourself emotionally, understanding why you have these triggers that really piss you off or really make you upset or frustrate you. And like I said, they're probably from your past where someone did it in your past and now you're reliving it. Your, your brain is going back to that memory right away and it's saying, protect yourself, protect yourself. It's a defense mechanism, right? So we're not thinking of communicating with the person at that point. We're thinking, hey, I got to protect myself so I don't feel weak, so I don't feel this way. And then that becomes your main priority. And if that is your main priority, then you are not focused at all on what she's saying. You're not focused on your partner's emotions. You're focused on yourself and your history of what fucked you up in the past and that's what happens when we when we want to communicate and actually solve a problem in our communication with another individual who we care very much about we want to be as open as possible right and we want to be as aware of, as possible aware of how she's feeling and trying to really understand that and aware of yourself you know how you are reacting to her because that's the one thing you can control. You can't control what she's saying, but you can control your reaction to what she's saying. And that can change the relationship as a whole. You know, it's important to realize or remember that relationships, you have the power to make your relationship a positive one and you have the power to make your relationship a negative one. It's really based on how you react to that person because it takes two. It really does take two. And there's not, there's not one person that fucks everything up. Okay. So really understand that when you get to that point of, oh my God, there's a freaking siren and it's distracting me. (laughs) Damn it. Um, when you get to the point of thinking, Hey, you know, I, I want to communicate. I want to be able to listen to her and I want to open, open myself to hearing her. Then all you have to really do is focus on, focus on her, Honestly, like a really simple tip is just take her words and repeat them in your head as she's saying them. Do you ever do that with people? Like you'll, you're, when you're trying to pay really close attention, like if someone said, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars if you remember every word I say, you'll, you'll probably repeat the words in your head as the person's saying them to listen as intently as possible. And not only does that, um, not only does that get rid of distractions around you, but it focuses in on what that person's saying so that you're not in your head trying to think of your next reaction or trying to think of your response. You're actually present with the person, with what she's saying so that you can feel it. Um, and something that's really helpful in remembering is perspective, right? Because we often lose Sight of another person's perspective because we're just too focused on ourselves, and this is just human instinct, right? Like, as we're trying to keep ourselves protected, we're trying to focus like, how can this benefit me? You know, what am I gaining from this, or what am I losing from this? Is this hurting me? Should I have to, you know, what should I say to build myself back up? And this is what the what the brain is doing when really we have to stop ourselves. Sometimes even after the conversation, just stop yourself and say, okay you know, or before you have the conversation is the best time to do this. Stop and think from her angle and say, all right, if I was in this position, if I were her, what would that look like? How would I feel? And walk yourself through that. And it sounds like such a silly exercise, but really we don't do this enough, guys. Like none of us do this enough. We don't see it from the other person's angle. And we can't completely see it through their viewpoint because We don't know their past, right? We can't feel exactly what they feel if that, if it's not affecting us the same way, but we can say, we can put ourselves in those shoes and say, well, if I did feel this way based upon that, and that really affected me, like, how would I go about responding? Yeah, it'd probably be the same as she responded. I can, I get that. You know, I could see that. And then when you're with your partner, even just expressing that, like, okay, I do see it from your side. I apologize. I wouldn't have seen it that way, but I can see how you feel that way about it. It's just acknowledging, hey, I get that your feelings are validated. That's pretty much what it is because that's really what women especially want to hear from their male partners. The most common complaint from women about men in heterosexual relationships is he doesn't listen. I don't feel heard. Those are the most common complaints. So if you can show that you hear that you hear what she says. You know, use narrative therapy too. And this is a tool I I tell my clients about a lot, is when she's saying something, to show her that you care and that you're actually listening, the next thing you ask her or say to her has one of the words that she used in the conversation. So start using her language, right? The more, more, um, and this goes with anyone, anyone you're trying to um, improve your communication with, or show that you're listening to them, just repeat their words back to them through the next thing that you say. It, it's a really powerful tool. It really helps um, a person feel heard, understood, and and just, you know, feel validated for feeling how they feel. And you know, it's not necessarily that she's always right. I'm not saying women are always right and they need to be heard. And like, you guys don't, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I hope may sound like I'm coming from that place. I'm not at all. You guys know me. I'm not coming from that place, but when it comes from, when it comes to you guys trying to receive feedback more, um, confidently then you know, this is what this is all about this. I'm just trying to help you gain more confidence in terms of this doesn't make you a bad guy to admit that you have faults, right? It doesn't make you a bad guy to not defend yourself in the moment when she's when it feels like she's attacking you. Just stop yourself for a second and realize she's not attacking you. She's not really hurting you, okay? She's hurt inside. If anything, if she's speaking hurtful language, it's because she feels hurt emotionally because only hurt people hurt people, and you responding back with hurt does nothing for you. It does not serve you in any way. It doesn't serve her. And if you're trying to keep the relationship in a communicative place that's that's effective and loving and understanding, then responding with hurt is bringing you in the opposite direction, right? A good way to go into a conversation knowing that you want to be the best listener is to just set an intention simply like that. Before you have the conversation with your partner, the difficult conversation, you know it's coming. Just remind yourself right before that conversation, I'm going to be the best listener I can possibly be. I'm going to focus on her words, focus on how she's feeling, and try my best to see it from her side no matter how pissed off I may be. No matter how much I want to defend myself, I'm going to be the best listener I can possibly be. And just simply stating an intention like that really does wonders, guys. You have no idea what it's like because when you put that in your reticular activating system, right, which is the part of the brain that keeps your focus on that one thing or the part of your brain that controls your focus, you know, you, you, your subconscious is able to focus in on what you just stated and what you set an intention for. So really use it. Like use these little tools because if your brain can't get what you don't focus on first, so focus on what you want to get out of that conversation. Because too many people, you know, why so much communication does not is not effective, and so much communication ends up being hurtful and and just all over the place and not understanding. It's because people go into it all pissed off, and they say, "All right, you want to talk? Let's talk." And then how do you think how do you think a relationship or how do you think a conversation is going to go going into it with anger or going into it with frustration. Then if you're going into it with those emotions, then that's where your focus is. And if your focus is on those types of emotions, guess what? You're going to block them out. You're not going to listen. You're going to be in your head trying to defend yourself every step of the way. And you're not going to communicate effectively. You're not going to see each other's point of view. You're just not. You're going to go in with with hostility and trying to prove your point, trying to prove you're right, rah, rah, rah. That's not going to work for anyone. It's really not. Um, so instead, going into it with the emotions and the feelings and the physical physical body language of how you want to express yourself in that conversation, that is everything, guys, because more than 78% of nonverbal communicate, 90, more than 78% of communication is nonverbal. So that too, what, put us. it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a smile on your face before like a difficult, hard conversation, right? But you do have to go in with a calm, cool confidence and understanding you know and have that feeling in your body like i'm relaxed i am patient i can listen if you were to be the best listener if that's your intention you have to go in it with the body language of a person who is a great listener does that make sense okay you can't go in all tense and like have this angry face and then say all right i'm going to listen you go tell me tell me your side go like that's not putting the person in in a place where they can be vulnerable enough to share you how they to share with you how they really feel and that's the best part. If a woman knows that, that you can listen and that you are honestly listening and she knows you won't feel hurt or have to lash out in defense at her if she tells you her truth, then the more comfortable she is expressing to you how she really feels. And if you know how she really feels, then you can actually solve the issue. If you don't know how she really feels and she feels like you can't handle the truth, she'll hold back. She'll tell you a lie. You'll think the conversation went great when really she just lied to you. So she didn't express what she really needs. Therefore, you couldn't give it to her. And then the relationship just gets rockier and rockier. And there's just more and more miscommunication because she doesn't feel safe to tell you how she's really feeling because she knows Knows you're gonna get hurt by it and your male ego is gonna go nuts and lash out at her, which she does not want. So, this is why so many people can't be effective in their communication, right? It's not just men. I'm just it's just that I'm talking to you guys. Women do this too. It's because of our background, it's because we're so tied to not being, we don't wanna be hurt, so we we have that angry persona that. That just is the face of the conversation. And then that puts the other person on guard as well. So if you want the relaxed communication, that's very open and very truthful, and you can actually handle it and you practice being able to handle it. Cause it's not easy to do. It's not easy to sit there and listen to someone tell you, you did something that really hurt them or really upset them. You know, it's not a good feeling it's just not like i've been in that position it's awkward it's it's you kind of feel embarrassed it's frustrating it's you feel sad for them um but at the same time if you know they really felt that way then you then you know that you can do something to make it better and if you really do have the effort if you really put in the effort to make to make it better um my mom always used to say that when I was a kid, make it better, <laughs> make it better. Um, if you do know like they how they're really feeling, then you can make the relationship better and you can grow together and you can build trust together in that way. It's a huge builder of trust. So, all right. One of the kitties is playing with her toys in case you guys hear that. Um, Snow, come on. But yeah, so that is today's episode. Uh, I hope you guys got value out of that. I know a lot of you guys uh, wanted me to talk about this topic. And I also I also applaud you because I did a poll on Instagram and I had like about 20 guys who said, yeah, I'm not good at receiving feedback. I'm just not. And it's cool that you guys see that, you're aware of it and you own up to it. So I just want you to know, no, I appreciate that. Um, and whatever woman you end up being with or are with, um, hopefully they appreciate that too, that you can own up to the things you want to work on in your, on yourself. So that's great. Anyway, guys, that is today's episode. Like I said, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot out of it. And I hope you have, I say hope a lot. <laughs> Same words. Anyway, have a great morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you soon.